What is up, you wonderful, beautiful people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it is going to be October 19th. The record date for this podcast is, what is today? It's August 17th? No, 24th. Oh my gosh. Today is August 24th, you guys. By the time the podcast world hears it, it's going to be October 19th. Um, As you guys know, this podcast a couple months in advance. Um, I'm gonna be talking to you guys today about can you be salt? I think that's super duper important in the context of everything that's been going on. Um, Before I get into that really quick, you guys, just for my Facebook audience especially, um, I have submitted the final, final edits this morning. You guys took me two weeks. I told you what happened. I had already read through it. I, I was done, pretty much done with it. And everything on my flash drive crashed, okay? This little horrible flash drive right here. And uh, I had to start all over again, okay? Um, It was 298 pages, and I've read it so many times, but um, I finally got the final, final edits completed. I got the final manuscript, you guys, and I realized looking at it, I was like, no, there's a couple things on here that need to be changed. Even little simple things like the word it, it had a T, it was missing a letter. Stupid stuff like that, right? And I'm like, this book's important to me, and you guys, every this book would not be happening without the the donations that I've gotten seriously. And so I'm really passionate about making sure you guys have got a really a good quality book. Okay. And so anyway, I sent that off this morning, super stoked. As soon as I get the final manuscript back, I'm going to read it and not read the whole thing again. I don't think that's going to be necessary this time. I'm just going to go back through the page of edits line by line, make sure she put them in. It's good. We're good. Sign off on it. Move on. So anyway, this morning, I was listening to a a gal named Julie Green. Um, I heard about her before, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, The church that I was raised in, we were not very giving of ourselves to people who considered themselves to be prophets or people who spoke for God, okay? Um, That was like something that only happened in the Old Testament, and so if you we're talking about what God was going to do in the future. It was like, we were not taught to trust people like that, you know? And so once I got out of the, out of that environment, you guys, um, I think this was back in beginning of 2020 and the Lord was stirring up in my heart that I was going to be going on an adventure and moving. And I've shared that with you guys. I went, I moved from Washington state to Tennessee in August of 2020. That's a whole story within itself. But at the beginning of that, I was for the first time starting to really pay attention to the dreams, the visions that God has put in my heart for my life. And, you know, just certain things that I believe he was speaking to me and that were going to come to pass. Right. And there was this guy on YouTube named Eli Lasky, and he was talking about how to defend the word that God's put in you and how it see, how to see it come to pass. Well, he would identify himself as a prophet. And I was like, I don't know about that Lord. Like that's, kind of feels a little cringy to me, you know? And it was, and it was like, you know, a thought crossed my mind. It's like, you know, Ashley, there are people in the Bible and the body of Christ that have that function. And I don't know if you guys have read the book in Corinthians, but it talks about, you know, there's there, we all have different roles that we play. There are prophets and prophets are supposed to weigh their words off of other prophets, something like that. Corinthians, I, I don't know it word for word, but the point is, it was like, Ashley, there are people that have that function. Right. And so I had to kind of take a step back and be like, you know what? I can't be so judgmental or critical of other people 
just because their function in the body of Christ is different than mine. You guys, I'm telling you, we were taught, like we were taught in my old church, we were the elite group. Okay. We were the church. We were doing everything right. And everybody else was doing everything wrong. And you know, the sad thing about that mindset is after my husband and I chose not to go back. Okay. Cause we were told, I was told, Ashley, if you don't apologize, you know, um, don't come back. Right. Well, I chose not to apologize. That's a whole nother story. You guys, two weeks later, the pastor and his wife got divorced after being together for over 20 plus years. And that church died. Okay. And I, and I'm so grateful. I went through that experience because going through that and being as committed as I was to that group in the body of Christ, I don't look at it like, oh, they hurt me. I'm like, you know what, Lord, you gave me that experience to, to help me understand those dynamics that will kill the body of Christ. Okay. So being that I've gone through like a church, you know, dying and a church death, I can identify the things that are happening in a church that are going to cause it to die. Okay. Cause there was a lot going on before that even happened. And so anyway, with that mindset, you know, we're the elite, we're the church. I got very judgmental of other Christians. I was very critical of other Christians. No one else was doing it right, except for me and, and the people that were underneath of the leadership I was underneath. And so I did not trust other Christians. And like this, like I was going to say, the sad thing about that mentality is that church is dead, right? If they were really doing something right, it would have lived, right? Life begets life. A farmer only produces fruit if he's doing something right. The process we had was not the right process for growth. But at the time, there was a lot of things I didn't know that I know now, okay? So hopefully this will kind of segue into what I wanted to mention with you guys. So I've been watching this gal named Julie Green. And, you know, I've kind of found her through other Facebook friends that I've met on Facebook. You know, we have, the only thing we really have in common is everything that's going on in the country, right? We're kind of united in that. I don't know anybody, these people in person, you know? Um, so it's not like a true connection, but it's something we have in common. Um, we can learn from people who have information that we don't. So that's, that's the cool thing about it, right? So um, there was this, uh, I've seen this gal's videos get posted a few times and her talking about different prophecies and the things that she's talking about coming to pass. Well, I started following her and I'm just like, I started writing the things down that she was saying. And you know what? The things that she's talking about are happening. And it's like, wow, like Fauci stepping down. She talked about that. You know, the Lord, she, she's, she says, the Lord gives us the news before the news. And, you know, I think it's an Amos. It says, God never does anything without revealing it to his servants. And I used to think, Lord, do you still do that today? Because there's a lot of stuff going on and I feel like we're out of the loop, right? You know, the cool thing about that, um, you guys, is God always takes care of his children individually. And, you know, even though there's things that are going on, you know, we didn't necessarily need to know, right? Have you guys ever, it's like when Jesus told his disciples, you won't be able to handle it now. There's certain things we just don't need to know that some people are just not mature enough to handle, right? If they knew everything that was going on, it would be way too much. It would, it would crush them. So, you know, even when we don't know everything, like we read scriptures like that, God tells his servants before things happen. And you think, well, I don't know anything about what's going on or whatever. Maybe you don't need to know, <laughs> right? Maybe we just need to be cool with being kids and take a step back and let God be a father and take care of his kids. Right. Um, and we don't have to know everything. Kids don't need to know everything that's going on in the, you know, in their parents' world. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, as we grow and mature, spiritually, even, you know, as adults, right, we become more able to handle more tough things. We should be able to, right? Um, 
you know, even spiritually, God allows us to start seeing more things that we've been built up to to handle certain knowledge that before it's like, if I would have known that I would have been too afraid or whatever. But as she's talking about different things that are going on and they're going to happen, right? And I don't know about you guys, but I've been praying. I have been praying that God would bring judgment upon the enemies of the, the church, right? Enemies of God bring down the enemies of the United States government, bring down the enemies of the world of other governments. Think about the tyranny that's been going on all over the world since 2020. Now, let's be honest, this stuff's been happening forever. You know, communist China has been around for hundreds of years. These dictatorship mentalities have been around for a long time. However, I've never experienced and neither has the world, the a whole world being locked down all at once right? That was new for me. And, you know, I just remember in that time period, you know, people started sending me all kinds of videos and things that were going on. So I started learning things that were happening on the backside that I was just like, what the heck? I mean, have you guys had that experience? Have you guys learned things the last couple years that you've never even conceived would be happening anywhere or anywhere in the world? You're like, what? And people that are involved and, and all this kind of stuff, you're just like, wow, Lord, I'm completely mind blown right now. Well, anyway, I've been praying for justice, God to clean house, God to bring down our enemies. And then as she's talking about God doing that, right? She's talking about God is in the process of doing that right now. He's helping us. Here's the thing. I completely understand that man has the responsibility to want to be this earth. Check out this scripture over here in Psalm 115, 16, it says, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the Lord, okay, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. Do you guys understand the responsibility that God has given to us? Like, it's really incredible. He's given us the earth to rule and subdue. People ask, Lord, why are all these bad things happening? He's like, why are you allowing it, right? Why do we allow these things to happen? And I'm going to get into why I think we have allowed that here in just a second. But, you know, so all these things going on, all these things we're praying for, I believe God is intervening because we've asked him to. Have you guys been praying? If you haven't, it's a really good time to start, <laughs> right? I don't know about you guys, but uh, current leadership, um, not only in the federal government, but our state governments all around the world, you guys, come on. This stuff is coming up for a reason because it's been hidden from us for so long. God, if you have the responsibility as a human being made in the image of God to rule and subdue, that means decisions have to be made and you have to have information to make decisions. And so, and uh, that that's kind of all leading into something else that I want to talk to you guys about, but are we going to be able to preserve what God is preserving for us right now, okay? Let's just say God's bringing all of our enemies down, right? He's taking all of the scumbags out, right? Justice will be served and we will be given back our earth, our country, okay? Can you preserve it? Do you have the knowledge and the maturity and the decision-making skills to preserve something you're asking God to do for you? You guys, I'm telling you, I don't think we understand the responsibility that we have. How do I know? Because why would we allow this crap to happen in the first place? This is why I think people have just allowed things to happen that we really didn't know were going to happen as a result of us allowing other people to make decisions for us. 
we have been taught since little children that we cannot trust ourselves, right? You go to school and you're not encouraged to dig into who you are. Like by the time high school comes, they pretty much prep you for either working for somebody else or going to college and working for somebody else, right? You're not taught to tap into your own dreams, visions, your own discernment, your own way of thinking. We're not taught to trust ourselves. You are taught, you know what? You don't know how to teach your kids. You better hire a teacher. You can't do this. You better do that. We've like outsourced everything that's human within ourselves to other people, to other human beings. And so now we've put ourselves in a position where we don't trust our own discernment. Let me give you another little example to kind of beef up what I'm trying to tell you guys, okay? I have a friend right now who's been going to a church for 20 something years. She's like 59, 60 years old. This church is in the process of dying, okay? I went to this church. I tried to, I, I, I saw these things. Remember I told you guys, I've been through a church death before. I know what it looks like. I was going there for almost a year and I was like, hey, I would love to come in here and, and start pouring into these people, right? Helping people grow in their own individual in, own individual relationship with the Lord, okay? They're growing in their own discernment. The Holy Spirit is in the heart of a believer. Why is there so many Christians are struggling these days, right? Because we've created a system of dependency, all right? It, I mean, look at the world. We don't grow our own food anymore. We don't teach our own kids. I mean, I have been, but most don't. We don't trust ourselves. That's the point I'm trying to make. Most people don't even trust themselves to get out of a dangerous situation, right? Think about people who stay in toxic relationships. They're like, something ain't right here, but you don't leave, right? You don't trust yourself, okay? So anyway, I went to this church down here, the same one that she's a part of, that's been a part of for a very long time. She knows these things are going on. She sees it. And the pastor called me one night at 9.30 on a Saturday night. And he told me and my husband, he would prefer that we do not come back there. Because he and other people were a little creeped out that we believe that God speaks to us, right? I use the word revelation. And I don't know if there's any like Bible scholars out there, which I've never been to Bible college, right? I just take the Bible, read it. And I talk to the Lord about it. I'm in my own college, okay? And, um, uh, he, you know, he was like, well, that's, you know, revelation is, you know, he was talking about like the book of revelation, you know, like when crap goes down revelation, right? Like that kind of revelation. I'm like, I'm not talking about that. He's talking about the Greek word and what it means. I said, I'm not talking about the Greek word. I'm talking about the English dictionary word revelation. It just means insight. That's all I'm talking about. I'm talking about how, if you're reading God's word and you don't know what it means and you start asking questions, right? You're sitting there, you're reading, you're reading God's word. You have the Holy spirit, right? You guys know what the spirit is. A spirit is thoughts, will, and emotion. So now you have you have the thoughts of God in you. You have his emotions. And you have his will inside of your heart. If you're reading his word and you ask a question, right? God's going to use your thoughts to give you understanding, right? That's why you think the Lord tells us to take our thoughts captive, okay? Um, the problem is most of us don't pay attention to our thoughts and what's driving us. And that's exactly why we've driven ourselves over a cliff in this country, okay? So anyway, he asked us not to come back. Well, this, this church is unraveling quickly. All right. I mean, it's, it's really sad. It really breaks my heart because I have a heart for the small churches that are, that are struggling. I'm like, I can help you guys. I've been there, I've been down this road. I understand. I was in it for eight years and I've been out of it for about seven. I've been following the Lord. It'll be, it's been 16 years in August. Okay. 
So, you know, um, I, I'm, when I talk to you guys, I'm just talking from the soil of my own life, okay? My own experiences. That's my authority. Did you guys know that your relationship with God and your experiences with God and, and what you got going on with him, that's your authority to talk about it. You don't need anybody to give you permission, all right, to talk about what God's done in your life. So anyway, these things are going on in this church. And um, so they decide. She knows what's going on. She's been talking to me about this for like a year now. You know, she wanted me to go down there and help her. Well, that didn't work out. So now her and the pastor and the pastor's, uh, I think daughter-in-law or something, decide to go to this seminar to learn how to fix their church and grow it. Because the pastor, this really sad thing, the night he called me and told, asked me and my husband not to come back, okay? I said, dude, your church is dying. He goes, I know. I'm like, what? What do you mean you know? How do you know your church is dying and do nothing? Like, I don't understand that. That really frustrates me, okay? Um, Obviously, I just think he's tired and I don't I think he is a little too prideful to acknowledge that You know, if he could just stand up in front of everybody his you know congregation of maybe 10 Um and say you guys i'm done i'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. It would change everything, right? Why do we got to lie about stuff, right? If you're a pastor and you're tired, just tell your congregation Right, there's nothing to lose. You know, you are showing them true humility and you can help them Even uh take off their mask, right? Because how many people are just stuck in a routine? It's like you're doing whatever but anyway so they go to the seminar to figure out this, this church thing. They go to it and my friend's so frustrated because it, she goes, it was absolutely bankrupt. She's like, that church seminar was designed to help bigger churches that are already growing and doing good. Well, I'm like, well, yeah, your church is dying and you're not looking, you know, you're looking for the cause of death and you're looking to solve the problems that are killing the church, right? That church was not for, that, that seminar was not for her. And I go, why don't you trust your own discernment? Why don't you, why you already see these things. You already know what, what the problem is. Why aren't you just dealing with the data you already got? I mean, she's in the thick of it. She's been there for 20 plus years. You see these things. The issue isn't not having the right formula. It's you not being courageous enough to speak up about the things that you see and that you know are killing your church. You already have all the data. Why don't we trust the discernment God has given to us? Because we're not in a system that encourages that. Neither is the school system ain't going to do it. You know, think about all the different ways that we depend on other people, right? For whatever we're trying to do. And I'm not saying it's not good to learn from people or anything. I think that's important. But if you don't speak up because you're afraid that someone is going to attack you or you're not going to say the right thing, that's the problem, right? We have to learn how to get comfortable with our ability that God put in us to rule and subdue this earth and make decisions. You are a human being. You're an adult now. You have your own kingdom that God has given to you that you're supposed to be managing. You're responsible for your life and all the outcomes that are happening right now. Okay. Your outcomes in your life are for either decisions you made or the decisions you did not make. And most of the time, how many times have you looked back on your life and you're like, man, if I would have spoke up and said this, or if I would have done that, you already knew what you were supposed to do, but you didn't do it because of fear, right? Oh, if, you know, they're going to abandon me. They're going to leave, right? Isn't it funny how we tend to say connected to people who really aren't connected to us in that way? You guys, I completely understand and relate. I did that for forever, my, like my whole life, you know? So my, 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 I say all of this, right? It's all tied in. Just to ask the question. If we're praying and asking God to help us, because that's what we need to do, right? The whole reason everything's gone to hell in a handbasket is because mankind has not accepted the role that they're supposed to be playing, taking full responsibility for their life and their decisions, 
right? Figuring out, you know, where they feel like they're hitting the wall and, and where do they need to come up with another approach, right? That's the beauty of, of uh, God giving us so many human beings on this planet is there are so many people out there who've gone through similar situations, but overcame that. That person can be a form of grace to you if you're willing to get out of your comfort zone. And if you're really serious about making the changes that you want to make in your life, that's the poor, that that's why you need to have a vision in your life. You need to have a vision. You need to have some goals. And I, I tell my kids this, I was just telling my kids this last night. I said, you know what? I really don't care what you know academically. That is not important to me. It never has been. I go, my, I care that you know how to teach yourself. Can you read? You can't do nothing if you can't read. You can't be self-taught. You can't do nothing if you cannot read. So I tell my kids, you gotta know how to read. You gotta know how to write. You gotta be able to put your thoughts on paper, right? Because you're gonna add value to the world. You gotta be able to communicate that, right? There's things that you're gonna have to, to write down. Um, read, write, do math, right? I said, you better be able to count your money and multiply it, right? And do those kinds of things. Be wise, Go even, you know, starting with the small things, right? You gotta be able to think. That's really important. Ask questions. I ask my kids all the time. I learned this from uh, teaching them a writing class. Uh, what is it? Um, IEW from Andrew Foudwa. He goes, how does one think? And it's like, yeah, that's kind of a good question. You're like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, ask questions. So I tell my kids, can you ask questions? If you don't know something, can you ask? Can you acknowledge that? How many people are afraid to acknowledge what they don't know? Right? It's like you go into a situation and you're like, well, I don't really know that, but you hide that. So now you keep yourself from the, from the knowledge and the insight and the understanding that you need because you're too afraid to ask for what you don't know. Right? I don't know that. What does that mean? You know? So anyway, are we going to be able to preserve? Right? We're asking God to help us. Lord, help us in this country. Take down our enemies. Can you even preserve it afterwards? Are you going to have the skills that are going to be necessary? Do you have the knowledge? Are you teaching yourself right now? Because once those people are out of place, right? There's going to be new people in those places. God, I, I think it's in Nehemiah. God talks about, um, you know, when we cry out to him, he rescues us. He puts new people in those positions. All right. He's done, he's done it all the time in government, man. And so we need to be praying, especially you right now. If you're not running for any type of government position, you better be praying that God puts somebody in there with a fire and a passion to know these things. So they can make help us make good decisions but you still have to be involved you better be out there voting and, and educating yourself you know what i'm doing right now with my kids we are literally as a family memorizing the declaration of independence and i got another book on the side that i'm reading to them it's kind of like historical fiction right but it takes them all the way back from before the revolution right and and through that time period you know when they created the constitution and declaration what was going on and the communities and the families and, and how are people thinking and all that you know it's kind of like the little house books right but uh, i think it's from landmark books so i've been reading that to my kids because i'm like you know what i'm in a season of raising my children i told them last night you guys are going to be the leaders in the next generation and you know i want you guys to oh i forgot to share that with you guys too the other thing i was telling my kids as far as um the things i want them to know i'm like you need to have a vision for your life and you need to have some goals because if you have a vision and you have goals for your life, it makes the decision-making process that much easier, right? You filter everything you're gonna do through the vision that you have for your life. How many people are being taught that? I don't think so. I don't think a lot of Christians are being taught and equipped to have a vision for their life or to have goals. That's all seen as worldly and carnal. So like, then, then whose vision are you following, right? I mean, God is in the heart of a human being. 
and it says that he'll give us desires, right? He wants to literally use your life for your own purpose. God has come into your life. You've had situations happen to you. You've experienced shame, blame, condemnation, and judgment, right? Hopefully you cried out to God. He met you with his love, his grace, his kindness, right? They married each other. He produced a new life inside of you. You're a new person now. You're growing and developing still, right? You guys, we're not immune to anything, but God takes those messy parts of our lives and he restores us. And that's your authority for you to pour that out on the world. We're supposed to be just helping everyday people like ourselves in practical ways. God is the God of practical wisdom. How do I know that? Go back to the garden. When Adam sinned against God, God didn't, God didn't shame him and, and, oh man, I told you not to do that. He's like, all right, Adam, uh, fig leaf ain't going to work for you, bruh. You better get an animal skin on that because you're going to be out there in the field working this earth. I still want you to rule and subdue, even though you went against what I told you to do. God still equipped him for the task he gave him to do. God says you got to rule and subdue, right? He never took that away from him. So we have to remember that God never took that away from us. He sent Christ to restore to us the areas of our lives that are going to keep you from rolling and subduing and doing your God-given function, right? Which is to pour out the grace he's poured inside of your life in practical ways. And animal skin was practical. There ain't no grown man out in the field wearing a freaking fig leaf and thins and, and with, uh, you know, stickers. I doubt it, bruh. Mm-mm, ain't happening. So it was practical for Adam to have an animal skin on. You know what I mean, man? So it's the same thing today. God is going to give you practical wisdom for your life to help you simple ways to get out of certain holes you're in. It could be marital issues. It could be finances. It could be your health. It could be anything at all. Any problem you perceive you're having right now that you feel stuck and holding you back. There's grace for that. And I always like to say there's God comes to us with grace and a thought. All right. That's really what's going to change your life is if you change your thoughts, if you change the way that you see things right now, currently, right? If you allow God to let you change your perspective, it'll change your life. But you know what? Some people would rather stay like a victim mentality, woe is me, feel sorry for themselves and not do anything, right? And then blame God. Anyway, I digress. So the point is, is are we going to be equipped to preserve? There's certain things, you guys, that we got to learn. And number one, this is so vital, you guys. You better learn to trust yourself. You better learn to trust your own discernment. You're going to be in situations like my friend, like myself, where you see things going on. Now, have you had life experiences before? Have you been through some stuff? It's like when your teenagers argue with you or whatever, and you're like, oh my God, I've been through some things. Just hear me out. It's the same thing today. You guys, we're not supposed to be ruling over each other or one-upping each other right? It's this, it's, it's this approach of, you know what? I see what's going on. You know, let me, I can help. Let's help the situation, especially when it comes to a church, you know? Um, but we got to learn to trust our own discernment and you got to be able to test it, right? That's important too. That's part of maturity is testing your ideas. Sometimes the way we see things is not the way things are, but if you're not in an environment where you can just put it out there and be like, you know, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm observing. How are you going to know that? How are you going to be confident in your own you know, ability to think and make decisions if you don't allow your ideas and your thoughts to be tested in that way. That's vital, you guys. So anyway, that's all. I was thinking about that today and I just wanted to um, kind of provoke you guys to ask yourself the question, are you gonna be equipped to preserve the things that we're praying for? I'm praying for God to take out every cockroach, rat infested organization, person, you name it, 
from the top down, baby. And I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to put new people in those positions. And I'm praying that he has. And I believe he has those people in those positions. However, guess what? If Jesus don't come back anytime soon, he said, we're supposed to be salt. Salt preserves. Are you teaching your children? Are you teaching yourself, right? To keep things good, all right? There's a certain way that we have to behave, certain actions we have to take, certain things that need to be in place to preserve the good that we want, right? What did, what did, what did the founding fathers say? You know, a, a moral people, right? You guys, there's things that we have massively fallen from. But if we don't get back to certain things that are important, right? Guess what? It's going to go right back in the can. And when I say this, I'm talking about principles, okay? A principle is an established mode of action. There are certain established modes of action that we need to be taking as people in order to produce good. There are certain things that are going to repeat. doesn't matter what time period you're in. Now, look, I know they're trying to grow food in laboratories, okay? And that's BS. But it's supposed to be man puts a seed in the ground and grow, he grows his own food. That is how it's always supposed to be every time. There's certain ways of being, certain behaviors, you know, marriage, right? How we conduct ourselves in our marriages. You have to be a certain way. You can't just, you know, sleep with whoever you want, do whatever you want kind of thing, right? There are certain established modes of action that produce good every time. And that's what God wants to do with us. So anyway, you guys, I better pop off here. My podcast is getting ready to run out, but uh, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the week. I will keep everybody updated on the book. I sent off the final edits. They're going to send me back the final, final manuscript. I think it takes them about 11 to 12 days. So hopefully in the next two weeks, I'll have it. And then I'll read it, sign the form, and we can move on with this thing, you guys. Super excited about it. Anyway, have an awesome rest of the week, you guys. Thank you for all your support. And I will talk to you guys next time.